Hello, and welcome to Grim and Whim, unnerving tales to haunt, mystify, and spark curiosity. Let's be curious together. Welcome back to the All-American Haunted Road Trip, Part 3. Today we will virtually travel to six northern states on the mid to west coast and visit some bizarre, scary, and horrifying landmarks that you could visit today. We are heading closer to the Midwest, and I can't wait to share the creepy sights I found um, in the Midwest where I live. I'll be your tour guide, and with that, let's get going. Our journey begins in the state of Colorado, where you might choose to venture a mile higher for some spooky thrills. One such thrill being the Phantom Canyon Road. The drive is beautiful, with jaw-dropping landscapes, and it is considered one of Colorado's most scenic drives in the whole state. The Phantom Canyon Road is a detour off the Gold Belt Tour Byway, connecting Cripple Creek and Florence, and it was originally a railroad for that route. Because the trail runs along an old railroad, witnesses have reported that the road is plagued by spirits, of former railroad and mine workers. As you drive along, you can see the ghost towns of Wilbur, Adelaide, and Glenbrook. Legend says that the Phantom Canyon's name is credited to sightings of a man wearing a prison uniform walking along the tracks in the 1890s. The man supposedly had been executed at the Colorado State Penitentiary a few days earlier. This nearly 200-year-old ghost now apparently walks along the Phantom Canyon, giving visitors an eerie vibe as they hike or drive across the terrain. To attempt this drive, you don't need a four-wheel drive car, but the road is considered to be a bit treacherous. While it is well-maintained, the road is quite narrow, so you have to be cautious as you traverse its twists and turns. Many people who have driven this route warn against driving at night because the rocks can give off weird shadows that may confuse the driver. So if you are naturally clumsy like me, it might be best to steer clear of this haunted winding road. Next, we will make our way over to Wyoming, another mountainous state on the West Coast, where there is a hiking spot that will send you running for the hills. In the northern part of Wyoming, there is a mountain that has been infamously associated with the paranormal. Cedar Mountain, also referred to as Spirit Mountain by local Native American tribes, has a long history steeped in legend and folklore by the people indigenous to the land. According to the legends, some of the mountain ranges in Wyoming are inhabited by magical little people, and the Spirit Mountain is supposedly one of the mountains where they reside. The stories vary, some attributing the little people with healing powers, while others claim they are ravenous people eaters. Two tiny mummified remains have been found in the Wyoming mountains in the past century, which has only added more fuel to the fire in the belief that a tiny race of people that may or may not have a taste for human flesh are hiding on these mountains. Legends aside, many hikers tell stories of hearing someone walking behind them, only to turn around and find nothing there. Perhaps the disembodied footsteps 
are spirits of those who died of exposure on the mountain. Perhaps they are even the magical little people stalking their next prey. There is also a chance that you may be followed by the infamous Buffalo Bill. Although the official burial site of this icon of the Old West is in Colorado, some say his body was switched and taken to Cedar Mountain to be buried because this is the place where Buffalo Bill had said that he wanted to be laid to rest. I guess we will never know for sure, but it certainly would make a heart-pounding hiking experience nonetheless. Let's now move towards the Treasure State, aka Montana. Montana is known for its vast, wide-open spaces and diverse terrain. One spot that Montana is less known for is the Dumas Hotel in Butte, Montana, but it has a rich, haunting history. Originally, the Dumas was a brothel from 1890 until 1982. And no, I did not misspeak. It was still a working brothel in the 1980s. The Dumas was the entrance to the notorious Venus Alley Buttes crime-ridden red light district. As the site of so much crime, suffering, and desperation, any visit to the Dumas carries with it a sense of weight. Over the years, both before and after the brothel closed, visitors of the Dumas frequently report seeing the apparition of a woman who is eerily descending the stairs with a packed bag. Rumor has it that visitors may see the spirits of various working girls trying to make ends meet, as well as one of the famous madams. From 1950 to 1955, Eleanor Knott served as the Madam of the Dumas, and it is likely that the apparition descending the staircase with her bags is Eleanor. As the story goes, Eleanor planned to leave the brothel with her lover on a cold night in February of 1955. She had her suitcase all packed and she was ready to go, but her lover never showed. The next morning, one of the working girls named Bonita Farron found her body. Her death was ruled to be due to natural causes, yet there were whispers of a suicide or possibly foul play. Bonita, the woman who found the body, succeeded Eleanor as the new madam until she died in 1971. Following Bonita's death, Ruby Garrett took over as the final madam of the Dumas. On October 3, 1981, there was a brutal robbery where Ruby was pistol-whipped and robbed. Although the suspect was sent to prison, the event led to a federal investigation of the business and the IRS convicted Garrett of tax evasion. The Dumas brothel then permanently closed its doors in 1982. However, according to TripAdvisor, visitors can still tour the brothel and experience its creepy Victorian architecture and paranormal happenings. Next on our travels is the state of Minnesota, and one of the most haunted places in Minnesota, without a doubt, is the Glen Sheen Mansion. And the Glen Sheen Mansion is open for public tours, although this Duluth attraction tends to omit its gory history from these public tours. So let's learn a little bit more about that history, just in case you ever want to go visit the Glensheen Mansion. The Glensheen Mansion was home to Elizabeth Congdon, and she was a wealthy heiress 
Unfortunately, she met a rather gruesome fate, along with her nurse, Thalma Piatelia. They were murdered inside the mansion's walls. According to the book, Minnesota Hauntings, the incident occurred on June 26, 1977, and the killer was said to have snuck into the mansion through a basement window, and he made his way to the staircase where he encountered Elizabeth's nurse. According to the book, the killer presumably took out Velma with the closest thing that he could find, which was a brass candlestick. And then after bludgeoning her to death, he found the sleeping heiress, Elizabeth Congdon, who was 83 years old, in the second floor bedroom. Once the killer found this heiress sleeping in her bed, the killer decided to suffocate her with one of the pillows on her bed. As rumors began to swirl around this town, suspicion was immediately pinned to the family, specifically Elizabeth's daughter Marjorie and her husband Roger Caldwell. Because Caldwell was eventually arrested for the crime and later confessed to it on a plea bargain. However, many say he claimed innocence upon his self-inflicted death, which has left an eerie cloud of both mystery and tragedy on the Glensheen mansion itself. It's quite possible that perhaps Elizabeth's daughter, Marjorie, and her husband, Roger, perhaps they were wanting their inheritance a bit early, and so perhaps they killed Elizabeth to gain that inheritance quicker. If you choose to visit the Glensheen Mansion, you may experience unexplained flashes of light from the staircase, barely there figures and apparitions lurking in the background of photographs that you take. You might even start to feel lightheaded as you walk through the mansion, which by the way, is quite large. It's 39 rooms and more than 27,000 square feet. And so with that much space, it would be pretty easy to feel overwhelmed. According to the staff and the visitors of the Glensheen Mansion, many of the ghostly figures that you see can be seen in the basement, which makes sense since that's where the killer broke in and claimed his first victim, which was Nurse Velma. But you may also, from the outside of the mansion, you may just see the heiress Elizabeth Congdon herself looking out the window of her room. Next, we travel to Fargo, North Dakota, where one can visit the Children's Museum at Yunker Farm. This whimsical building, originally constructed in 1876, is one of the oldest standing buildings in North Dakota. It's not surprising that it's had enough time to collect some spirits as it's aged. According to some accounts, the ghost of a young child has been seen standing next to a well that is right outside the building. Apparently, long ago, the child accidentally fell into the well to their death. There is no telling if this was a true event in Fargo's history or an urban legend to warn small children about playing carefully near wells. Another ghost sighting that stands out is that of Elizabeth Yunker, the original resident of the house who has been seen in the upper level of the home, which is now a museum. Visitors have reported doors and windows closing and opening on their own, as well as the eerie sounds of disembodied footsteps and the elevator operating with no one inside to press the buttons. This very well could be Elizabeth 
messing with the staff and guests of the museum. For our final stop, we are moving just a bit southward to reach South Dakota. South Dakota has many places for those who love the outdoors to set up camp and enjoy nature. One of the more popular campsites is in the Secha Hollow State Park, and it is spelled S-I-C-A, but pronounced Secha. Legend says that the Native Americans named this area Secha, which means evil or bad, and it was described as a place that, that we shouldn't hang out at for very long. Despite this, it is a very popular place for thrill-seeking visitors. When indigenous people first came across the land, the streams in the area appeared to be flowing blood red because of iron deposits, but this led some Native Americans to believe that they were seeing the flesh and blood of their ancestors. And allegedly, the phosphorus found in the rotting tree stumps made the wood appear to be a glowing green, which must have been quite a surprise for the Dakota Sioux tribe who once used this area as their primary hunting grounds. In recent years, visitors report having heard drums or war whoops in the distance, as well as spotting a bear or Bigfoot-type creature, and even the ghosts of Indian braves. Many visitors also claim to have seen campfires in the distance, but when they go to that area the next day, there's nothing there. There's no evidence that anybody was there camping at all. In this state park, you can find the Trail of Spirits, and you can walk this trail where the Dakota Sioux believed that paranormal forces were at work. Many people have encountered paranormal activity while walking the trail. So if you're looking for an outdoorsy spot to get into the Halloween mood, there may be no better place than this haunting and historic state park and bonus points if you stay overnight and live to tell the tale. Thank you so much for joining me. It's goodbye for now, but I hope to haunt you again soon.